This is a Dynamike Network podcast. Hello, hello. So, my rant. Now, it's been a few bits coming. Uh, I've done some editing because originally this was a hell of a lot longer. Uh, but I figured timeliness uh, and giving you guys a great product is, is super important. Um, and therefore, uh, I am going to be releasing this uh, this Wednesday uh, instead of the Halloween episode, uh, Leatherface versus Candyman. Uh, so next week, you will get a Halloween surprise. Uh, of two episodes of the Max Destruction podcast with our two duels. Uh, so instead, you get this wonderful rant uh, of the Ken. Uh, I am currently traveling, uh, so I am in that sweet, sweet hotel internet life. Uh, so if it gets bogged down, it'll just kind of go with the program, I think, uh, which would be awesome. Uh, instead, it, it, you know, it, it'll just fuel the, the hate fire that, that's going on with me. All right, so because I am traveling, something hit the nerve more so than usual. Uh, with this uh, travel that I had to do. Uh, I really don't enjoy flying at all. Uh, Not so much for the flight, uh, but because of people. Uh, Shockingly enough, I'm not much of a people person. Uh, Stupid people tend to piss me off, and the world is full of them, unfortunately. So it's magnified at an airport and an airline. So, put yourself in this time and space. Wham. Pretty much everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice uh, has flown at some point in their lives. Now, think about this. You show up to the airport, and for all my American uh, listeners, uh, you'll understand this probably a little bit better. I've flown in Europe. Uh, and it seems to be a little bit easier in some cases, depending on security, mostly through customs is your issue, but I'll get to that in a few minutes. Now, you get to the airport. You have to either park in a giant parking garage or in a really shitty parking lot, uh, or you get dropped off. Where it used to be that you could drop your bags off right there at the airport like parking area, uh, they used to have courtesy check-ins there. Don't have those anymore. Uh, so you need to drag all 75 pounds of your stuff into the airport and you f- begin to encounter the people. Now, the people in this case are the ones that either are walking in the middle of the aisle of where you're walking and going in so insanely slow because they're staring at their phones because obviously they've never flown an airplane before or gone into an airport, so they have no idea where to go. It's not like there's signs everywhere saying where ticketing is. Anyways, those same people tend to stop right in the middle of a walking area. Now, they don't ever do so when there's a giant space around them. Oh, no, 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 no. These people are the ones that tend to wait until they're in a crowded area where you can't go around them and then stop. Again, cue the fact that you're probably having to pull at least 75 pounds worth of stuff in a 
in a bag uh, that may or may not be rolling anymore because the last time that you went to an airport, the wonderful people that are throwing your bags on the ground and into the plane broke off one of the wheels. Now, that might be an oddly specific example, but again, go with me on this. Then you get to the ticketing counter where it should have it really easily set up. All of them have kiosks now where you can scan your boarding pass. Now, and up to this point, your boarding pass and all that has been relatively smooth because you're probably using an app. Not very many people have to walk around and get to the line uh, to get their boarding pass anymore. No, no. Instead, you have to wait in that line to drop your bag off, even if you get the little freaking sticker from the kiosk that you put on your bag because they don't trust you to do that one and two because they have to slowly put the one on the conveyor belt again for the first time throwing it somewhere because you know fuck off whatever you put in your bag obviously it's not fragile because if it was why would you be traveling with it i digress so once you finally get through all of that then you go to the magical world of security now security for those of us that have traveled before 9-11-2001 and those that have traveled after 9-11-2001, before 9-11-2001, uh, the security was you just kind of waved at the guy and he handed you a gun because everybody else had one. Now, uh, you probably are going through a body cavity search. Uh, it, it's not a, you're, you're, you know, maybe this one will be nice. No, no, no. All of them are, are horrible, and they're just waiting for you to walk by. And they also know exactly when you're in a hurry uh, because you stopped coming to the airport three hours early because that's what they told you to do in the very beginning. And then you realize every single time you did that, you showed up two hours and 45 minutes too early because it took you 10 minutes to get through security, and now you're sitting they're trying to, got, to go to the goddamn Cinnabon because there's always one there, too. Again, I digress. So you get through security finally. You know, it's either relatively easy or it's painstakingly painful because every security is different, even though they're all supposed to be standardized, whether you need to take your shoes off, put them on, keep your belt on, which even though most places that you get the little pre-check or clear or wherever, they say, oh, you don't have to take your belt off. Take your belt off. It's going to go off. It doesn't matter what belt you're wearing. It's going to go off in the metal detector, and then you're going to have to go through all this bullshit all over again. So just take it off. Okay. Also, pro tip, take all of your stuff that would fit in, you know, say your pockets that usually are the things that you have to pull out, i.e. phone, AirPods, wallet, metal of any kind, throw it in your backpack because then once it goes through the metal detector, guess what you can do? Just grab your fucking backpack and walk on. Instead of sitting at the end of the conveyor belt, taking 15 and a half minutes of getting one or two dimes that seemed to be stuck at the bottom of the little tray thing, even though you really didn't need it, for some reason you had change in your pocket that day. Again, I digress. So you finally get to the ticketing area, the gate area. Now, this is either taking you way too long or way too short, in which time you're, again, walking aimlessly uh, after the security where all there are Hudson News stations where you can get two-year-old copies of the New York Times and 15 types of books, all pretty much all dealing with 50 shades of gray. Again, I digress. Oh, also, you're going to spend $18 for a Coke. God help you if you try to bring in a bottle of water through security, but you will pay $18 for a Coke. So you get through, you're walking around. Now, there are tons of bars out there, which thankfully 
the airport is one of those magical places where nobody is an alcoholic. It doesn't matter what time it is. The bar is open. You're probably drinking because just like everybody else, you hate that you are there. Now you get to the gate. Now, most aircrafts board between 30 and 45 minutes prior. This is to give you hope. This is hope in vain, obviously, because they're playing a game with you. Regardless of what time you get on that motherfucking plane, it's going to take until your departure time to get out of there. And don't even get me started about flying out of, say, O'Hare Airport, where you could leave right after you get on the plane 45 minutes early, and you will still be late departing because they can't tax you worth a shit. They either get stuck behind somebody, they don't know where they're supposed to be taxing, and I'm reasonably certain all the pilots that I've flown with are high off their ass on crystal meth. Again, I digress. So, boarding process begins. Now, every boarding I have ever seen where the gate agent says, and I quote in these words, please do not stand in the aisle uh, for the boarding, wait till your group. Nobody listens to this. Everybody starts bunching up right in front of the gate because somehow, magically, their group number five is going to change into group number one. This has never, in the case, ever been a thing that's happened. But there's hope for them, I guess, because this is what happens every single time. Now, this is where it really pisses me off. And it's funny because we've got almost nine minutes and now you're starting to get where I'm pissed off. I absolutely hate people that are selfish assholes that decide to get in front or cut in front of people to jockey into position because they're 15th in line to get on the airplane instead of 20th in line to get in the airplane. This includes old people, people that are behind or, you know, in wheelchairs, families that have strollers or a ton of bags or kids. And there's always those assholes in business casual suits that decide they are more important than everybody else. And they're going to jockey to get in front. Now, normally I don't have an issue with this, as you can tell, uh, because I understand most of those guys have first class. They don't have any lives other than flying, and therefore they have to pay to get an extra you know, group one or two up. Fine, whatever. But what really gets me, and this is as an active duty service member, I have the, the option saying this. Almost every airline allows active duty service members to get on in the pre-board. Now, this is the airline's way of saying thank you, and I appreciate it because there are definitely some times where I really would rather get on uh, so that I actually have space to put my bag up in the overhead bin because they know for a fact that the group that they put me in is likely not going to happen. I truly appreciate it, and 90% of the service members do. The ones that really get me, though, are the ones that cut off the other pre-boarders. You know, the people that actually really do need to get onto the plane first because it takes them fucking forever because they have a reason to be pre-boarding. Those assholes, you and I are going to have words one day. And I really hope at night you stub your toe every time you get up to go to the bathroom. That's no shit. I hope that happens every single time. And I hope it hurts so much so that you wake up your partner, significant other, dog, whoever you're you're sleeping with. I hope you wake them up every single time because you, sir, are an asshole. Finally, we get onto the plane. Everybody sits down. Of course, there's the jockeying for position to get things in the overhead bag, as I've already talked about. And you have those assholes that decide my bag is even though we all know it's too big, somehow you got it across the gate agent. Now you're trying to shove it into a spot that probably should not have anything in it. But for some reason, you think the laws of physics no longer apply to you, and therefore you're going to do so. 
Then, of course, the game of the dancing monkeys continues where the uh, flight attendant is going to have to come and find you. And then to explain to you how the, you can't have this bag on here, in which case you were then going to start arguing with them. Because even though this is the 80,000th time you've flown an airplane, we're going to pretend like you've never done this before. And you think you're going to get one over. Most of the time you're not. But sometimes God does smile upon idiots and therefore you will get the chance to put your bag up somewhere else. And herein lies the number one thing I hate the most about flying when we land. As soon as the front wheel touches the ground, we are still going 125 miles an hour. But somehow the front wheel touching the ground to you means today's the day I unlock my seatbelt, get up, and go to get into the overhead bin. Because somehow you doing so from row 22nd to think you think you're going to be able to cut in front of everybody else to get off the motherfucking plane. Newsflash, asshole. The plane still needs to taxi. If you're somewhere like O'Hare, that means there's another 35 minutes. Go ahead and sit down and finish your episode of Sex in the City, Ginger, because you're probably going to need it. Once we get to the gate, you can get off the plane when that door fucking opens. You don't you don't get a chance of jumping the door from being open. The agent's going to do that. Therefore, how about instead of you assholes getting up and clogging up the row, you just sit in your seat. We learned this shit back in preschool when we had to ride the bus. Guess the first one getting off that fucking bus. Row one. And therefore, if you can watch as normal human beings with working visual acuity that is based on movement, if you watch that first person in the first row get up and go to move out, then that cues the second row to get up and start moving. Guess what? It might seem like it's going to take longer, but actually it's going to be a lot less time because you are going to be able to do so in an orderly fashion that works. Okay, so that was 14 minutes of me yelling into the camera and the microphone about the thing that I hate the most. Now, again, I have done two or three others of these, but I felt like this one was prescient. Guys, please keep listening. I know this is why you're all here is to listen to me rip shit on people. And I appreciate it. Max destruction season two is continuing on at a breakneck pace. And we cannot wait to show you what's going to happen next. So next week, there will be two episodes. You will see what's going on as we go. Have a happy Halloween. Stay safe and don't be an asshole in the airport. Mm-hmm.